Welcome in, Five Star Sports Talk. I'm your host, Caleb Suggs. Joined in, joined in with me today by my friend, Brantley Wiley. Say hello to the people. Hello. How's it going? It's been a rough week. It's been a rough week, has it really? It's been a really uh, rough we'll, week. We'll get to that later. Also joined me by our producer. I just love saying that. Like, I know you just said that as like a joke, but I love, I love, uh, he's laughing at me right now, but I, I love just calling you that because I think it's funny. But uh, what would you rather me say? Dakota on the board? Is that what you want me to say? Okay, Dakota on the board. This is a fair. You didn't give me a microphone last week to defend myself. That's what makes it. That's what makes it funny. Like it, when they can't defend themselves, that's what makes it great, isn't it? I think this is like borderline like, bullying. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> it really oh, is fine. nothing. But you know, fine. Call me the producer. We did not. We did. I don't. I kind of. <laughs> We I don't kinda like bullying in any kind of way. I kind of like Dakota on the board. I think it, I think it sounds. I like, I like Dakota on the board. Dakota. Okay, that sounds like I'm a, like, a, Dude, you, like a mixologist. Yeah, I was so thinking. Like, oh, I was thinking more like a surfer. Hey, bro. Hang loose. <laughs> really? You need Stop. to get with the times, Caleb. Times have changed. Uh, okay. All right. Just we'll just continue on with into our sports talk. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna drag on. There was sort of a big thing that happened in a day this week. There I think we. No, 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 no. There's a big thing that happened. My birthday's tomorrow. Hasn't happened yet, though. I you said, said it has happened. No, I said. You did say it has happened. Fine, fine. I was just trying to throw that in there, but apparently I can't. All right, all right. I'll, I'll be. Happy birthday or something. It would be nice. Well, maybe tomorrow. I'll tell you tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously I'm joking. There, w- there was a big thing that happened, and that was the national championship on Monday. Wow, that's all I can say about that. I think the bigger thing is the blowout. Yeah, that was uh, that. Hey, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm picking Alabama to win every national championship from now on. Reverse <laughs> <Versus> psychology. Because <laughs> if that's how they're gonna play every time I pick them, yeah, I'm gonna pick them. And of course. Lee Corso had to pick Clemson. Well, normally yeah, Lee Corso not picking your time, team is a good thing. The one time he didn't pick my team, and they end up losing. But man, it was just—it was so shocking to watch. Like I've never been. Well, I, I've been shocked watching, but I've never been so shocked at the out. Like just not the outcome. I mean, I, I didn't. I thought Clemson could beat them. You know, almost, almost. I picked Alabama to win this game, and I'm gonna say I was only half wrong because I did pick Clemson to win in preseason the national championship. So I'm gonna say I'm half wrong. But I thought Clemson could win this game. I just didn't think. I did not expect it to go the way it did, and they just dominated. And not, not really statistically as far as yards. I mean, Alabama was not very far behind them, but it was, it was. on the on the coaches, that was really what I thought it was. They got out coached. They they pulled. I think they pulled a Kirby Smart. They yeah that yeah. that fake field goal was. Uh, you're gonna take you're that gonna might take that ball. might be the biggest hold my beer moment of all time. You're I gonna mean, take the ball out of your Heisman finalist hands and put it in 
Mac Jones's hands on a fake field goal, but which like, he ran. Yeah, that that's where I mean, like, well, first got, of all, the your fake running backs are averaging more yards than that. The fake field goal was a. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was done like it was done with Kirby because they were in their defense. It wasn't like they were in field goal block, but it was like at least if you're going to run a fake, have the have a throw or something. You're, they ran it with their third string quarterback, and the kicker was the lead. The lead, I can't even get it out. The kicker was the but no, I, I don't want that was a that was a dumb play call. Uh, and I think that was panic from Nick Saban, but that really wasn't what I was talking. I mean, you could just see it. They just got out coached, and I think a lot of where it comes from is, you know, Alabama. Oh, it's been such a it's been such an in and out, in and out with their assistant coaches. The past four seasons, they've had thirteen coaches leave, and they've played Clemson. Every time they played Clemson, they played them with a different offensive defensive coordinator combination. And Clemson has only had two assistant coaches leave in that time span, and their coordinators have played, have coached every every game. So I think that's where it just finally caught up with them. And I, I mean, I, w- I would argue that Mike Loxley and Tosh Lepoe are the weakest coordinator combinations he's had when he played Clemson. I mean, I mean, because you replace, I mean, Lane Kiffin. I don't think Brian Dable was that good, mm-hmm. but uh, Lane Kiffin and then Jeremy Pruitt and Kirby Smart. Those are some great coaches to have I mean, to. Lane Kiffin and Kirby Smart. But it's you just, I mean, Alabama started off great. They were moving the ball, but then it was like Clemson adjusted to what they were doing, and Alabama didn't adjust. Um, you know, on defense, they they really started to settle in. They were bringing blitzes off motions, and they just Alabama wasn't adjusting. And really, where Alabama got killed was in the red zone. They three time. Here's another shocking stat that I don't think enough people are talking about. Alabama scored, kicked a field goal to go up 16-14 right at the beginning of the second quarter. So 14 minutes left in the second quarter. They didn't score a single point the rest of the game. I saw that statistic earlier today. A single point. So it was like, 30 minutes in the second half and 14 yeah, minutes in 44, the f- 44 minutes in and some didn't seconds. Score they did not score a single, single point. point. Yeah. They had three trips. I don't know if they're all inside the red zone, but they're all at least inside the 25 in the second half. And didn't come away with a point. So basically, they had every chance to win the game, or at least get or back least in the stay in it. get back in the game. They, they they had every chance to be in this. And game. I, I think part of where it comes from is, I mean, what, what we've watched Alabama this year. What are we used to? Long bomb touchdowns. Yep. Receivers. I mean, receivers. What was it, the first receivers first touchdown. Rec, long. You know, not quick drives. Receivers running after the catch, and they weren't doing that. And, you know, even when they do get in the red zone, Alabama's obviously going to overpower everybody they play up to this point. So they just run it in. Well, you're not going to overpower Clemson. You're not going to overpower that defensive line. So when they got down there, I think Mike Lotsley uh, was not ready for the red zone play calling. I mean, uh, the fir- the one, the first one where they had kicked the field goal, he did the option, which they would have scored if they hadn't had that false start. But he, they get third and goal on the six, and he does an option shovel pass. No, not a good play call. And then later in the game, Mike Kiffin wouldn't have called that. Later in the game, uh, fourth and goal, calling a quarterback power with Tua. I mean, those are just mind-boggling plays, and I I was just so bewildered by what I saw. But I'm not really going to get into too much of the breakdown because I mean, I'm sure by now there's been you've probably heard about as many breakdowns as you can have on that game. What I really want to talk about is. This isn't like the end of a dynasty or anything. As long as Saban's still pulling in higher high recruiting classes, Alabama's going to be a force to deal with. I think I saw a stat today. They had like, what, eight of the last nine 
number, number one rec- recruiting classes. number one recruiting classes. I mean that's, that's and, that, and that and that was especially today. That was you got Clemson and Georgia pulling in recruits, especially Georgia. But I think that was part of what got them. They last year they they lost the recruiting battle. Georgia actually slipped down to fifth. Saban brings in a lot of younger coaches that are really good recruiters. Well, they, obviously they won the recruiting battle, but I think it got them in the co- in the game. Coaching, they're obviously young coaches, not as experienced. Yep. But anyways, so as long as Saban's gonna Saban's there and he's bringing in recruiting classes, Alabama's still gonna be a force. But I think, I think we saw a changing of the guard a little bit because when I look at Clemson, I look at I see a team, I see a head coach that looks like every day is the greatest day ever. He looks like he's having the time of his life. And I see players that look like they're having – Clemson looks fun That's to, why they to had play so for. many defensive linemen return this year. I mean, there was a – They returned all, all, all of four. their starters. They had a, there was a moment in the post-game ceremony. I don't know if anybody caught this because I, I imagine a lot of Alabama fans went to bed. But there was a moment in the post-game ceremony – where they were interviewing Dabo, and one of his defensive linemen gave him a wet willy, like live on national TV. <laughs> and no, I mean, but to me, that's just, can you imagine a player doing that to Saban? No, that that would never happen to Saban. It's still shocking when you see Saban smile. TV. Yeah, it's I mean, still shocking when you see him smile. So like Saban, I mean, Alabama and Clemson are their programs are so similar, but they're at the same time they're the exact opposite. So. Saban, and what Saban's done has worked, you know, but uh, Clemson, it's like, it looks fun to play for. So you can go there and you can have fun playing football and you can, you can just have a great time. Oh, and by the way, I mean, that was what Alabama always had. We went, we go to national championships every year. You're going to go to the NFL draft. We're going to be in the playoff every year. Oh, by the way, well, Clemson does that every year too. They have the exact same record the past four years of Alabama and the same amount of national championships. So, Clemson to me looks like they're taking the spot as the team to beat. Not taking over Alabama's like Alabama's going to have a huge drop off. Alabama's still going to be up there at the top. But Clemson to me looks like they're. I mean, it's it's becoming because if I was recruit, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a huge Auburn fan, but I would probably go to Clemson. It just it looks a lot of fun, and you you're going to go you're going to get to go have fun and play for national championships. Shoot, every I'd go to Clemson, especially with that football palace they have. I mean. I mean The atmosphere there just looks great on home games. I mean, it looks like the whole. I mean, it's like Bama 2.0, except it's their own version, and it everybody gets to have fun. Alabama's always been more of the business. This is a business. You go there. It's not. You know. You may. You have. Everybody has fun winning, but it's still a business. You know. You. If you perform well, you'll win championships. If you don't perform well, you'll get. You'll get your job taken away. At Clemson, it's more like a family atmosphere. And I'm not chastising Saban. And obviously, he's the greatest college coach ever. And the way he runs his program works. You don't win five national championships if it don't work. I'm just saying that like, someone's ev- found another way to win championships. Exactly. Everybody wants to be Saban, but now I don't think you have to be Saban. You can be different. But like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and continue. I won't get too much into that. I, I could talk a while about that, but I'm not gonna get into it because Bradley's already hurrying me up, and we're not even that far into the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit, going from college to the NFL. A few new coaching hires, but the most shocking of which, Arizona Cardinals hire former Texas Tech head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He just got fired from Texas Tech after about. 
2013. Six seasons, 2013, 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, six seasons. Six seasons when the Raider, Red Raiders, after in, in which he went 35 and 40. And they hired him to be the head coach of an NFL franchise. I'm, desperate means call for desperate measures. I know what this is. This is the find the next Sean McVay. You know, find young guys, young offensive geniuses. That's what this is. And I don't think any, and I think that's, I know that's what this is because I don't think anybody doubts Cliff Kingsbury's offensive genius. Everybody knows, I mean, at Texas Tech, he may not have won a lot of games every year, but it wasn't because his offense wasn't good. I mean, he's had what, four or five NFL talent quarterbacks? uh, And that's really, and that's really where I think this comes in. When you look at his quarterback list, Case Keenum, Johnny Menzel, the year he was the Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes. And the biggest thing is none of these guys were higher rated than a three-star. That, that's a pretty Shoot, Im- Baker Mayfield walked on. Walked on. And won the Heisman. That's a pretty – so I'm trying to – like when I hear it, it doesn't make any sense. Like how you know why you know he just he wasn't successful in college why would he be successful in the NFL because we've always seen guys that are successful in college but they're not successful in the NFL because the NFL's you know the top level it's the be all end all for head coaches so uh, why would you think he'd be successful you know and it is an ultimate risk i don't think i would have hired him if i was them but it's a risk but i think the risk is you know if i if i'm trying to in my mind I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but if I'm trying to justify, if I'm trying to justify why they did this, I I, I guess, you know, maybe he wasn't that great of a recruiter. And that, you know, and you look at the top programs, the top coaches, why are they win? Because they have the best talent. So maybe he wasn't that great of a recruiter. You cannot be good at recruiting. He may not be a good recruiter. So maybe that's, you know, but is he going to be able to manage a, a NFL team? I don't know. But uh, I do know that he's an offensive genius. I do know that he has a reputation of turning of molding really great quarterbacks, so it's a huge risk. Uh, you know, I don't. I, you know, they fired their other head coach after just one season. Mm, maybe that was a, a little bit of a knee jerk reaction. So, especially when you fire him and then go to a college coach that didn't even have a winning record. But uh, I don't know. Let's see if it works out. But, uh, you know, going back to that Sean McVay thing, you know, you see it with Green Bay hiring Matt LaFleur from the Tennessee Titans, another young offensive up-and-comer. What are you, what are you looking at? He's, oh, I thought Dakota was doing something. Is he making faces at me while no, I'm turning to you? I'm just looking looking up. I mean, you, you pure, you've pretty much said everything that could be said. I mean, dude's young, didn't have a lot of wins at Texas Tech, but. Thank you for dumbing it down. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the, dude, thank the guy, you for the, the Cliff produced, Notes version of everything I just said. The guy produced quarterbacks. I mean, if if that's what I mean, they've got a young quarterback, Josh Rosen. I mean, if they can get him to come in and produce a quarterback the way that Patrick Mahomes is, then they might have a shot. How crazy would this be if he is successful? Have you? We've never seen anything like. We've seen college coaches that are super successful in college, but don't pan out in the NFL. Yeah. But we've never seen someone that didn't pan out in college, but was super successful in the NFL. That would be crazy. I mean, and as young as he is, going to the NFL after not having a very good college. And what's crazy career. about it is, it's not like it was. He was. There were several teams that wanted to interview him. The New York Jets wanted him. I mean, so. Didn't, 
was the Browns? No, I don't think the Browns were I think ever. That was Browns wanted Lincoln Riley. Yeah. So I don't think the Browns were ever really. They they settled for Freddie Kitchens today, and today is uh, we're recording this on January 9th. Just you know, for people know. So if this podcast doesn't go out for a few days, they they know what day this was recorded. But yeah, the Browns went with Freddie Kitchens, but he he was wanted by several teams. So it wasn't like it was just an Arizona Cardinals thing. So I. Uh, I'm, I kind of hope he, maybe they know something I, we don't. I'm very interested, and that, that's what you know. And you know, Matt Campbell was a big candidate. He's been to Iowa State, and he's done a good job there. But it's not like he had some, which it is Iowa State, so it's not like you're going to have great teams. But uh, it's not like he had some championship season. So, but you but know, I mean, Iowa State, NFL, Iowa State's had some pretty big wins in the past few seasons that kind of NFL give him a little bit more notice. Seem to know something. I think they do know something that we don't. So I'm really interested to see the, how this Kingsbury Which, stuff works that all goes out. into that all, that all goes into interviews and stuff like that too. That Something that maybe they asked that he said and they really liked. or I'm sure even some of them probably had phone interviews before they actually called him in for an interview. Mm-hmm. So, Well, keep staying with the NFL. Big game this past weekend at Soldier Field. The Philadelphia Eagles staying alive. The double doink gets them. <laughs> double doink by Cody Parkey in the in the in the final seconds gets them into the NFL divisional playoff game. What a timeout call! Hey, Ice yeah. and the kicker is real the, people. It never, it never. You don't hardly ever see it work, but it worked this time. I've se- I've se- I've also seen the opposite happen though. Yeah. He missed the first one, and then makes the second one. That would have been killer. That would have been that that that's that's the one that would kill me. But Nick Foles, man. The magic I, of Nick Foles. He's got to get out of Philly. I, I think he needs to get out of Philly. I, I would. I, I think he should go to the Giants. That's just me. If I'm Philadelphia right now, I'm looking at this. There's no way I'm letting him walk. Carson Wentz is a franchise-type quarterback. He's super talented. And he's going to be a great quarterback for somebody. I do not think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Because when I look at Nick Foles and I watch him play, the dude just wins. He's not super talented. He doesn't have the greatest arm. He doesn't throw the tight spiral. He's not super mobile. He And he doesn't even look like a prototypical quarterback. But so the like dude just w- Sort of. I mean, I mean like- he has that effect. Because when Carson Wentz went down, the Eagles were six and seven. Their season was pretty much over. The defense was putrid. I mean, they they got they got smashed forty eight to seven by the Saints. Now that wasn't the last game that Wentz played, but they that was very close. That was the low point of their season. The defense looked terrible. So Wentz goes on energy reserve. All of a sudden, Foles comes in. They look like the defending Super Bowl champs. The defense looked like the defense in the playoffs last year. And you saw it Saturday, Sunday in Chicago. They're four and zero since Foles took over. They're ten and one in two seasons with him as a starter. And you know, here's the crazy thing: people want to act like it's just some new thing that happened. Foles was successful before he took over from Michael Vick. Is in second season went to the Pro Bowl, led the Eagles to the playoffs. Was the offensive MVP in the Pro Bowl. His second season as a starter in Philly, he goes six and two before breaking his collarbone. Then Chip Kelly makes a boneheaded decision to trade him. He goes to LA under Jeff Fisher, the worst head coach ever. So who doesn't struggle there? 
he comes back. He comes back. He he's a backup for Andy Reid at Kansas City. Ends up going back to Philadelphia. Wentz gets hurt. He leads him to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP. And then comes back. Comes back and this does year. Not start. Went. He started the first two games. Oh. Wentz comes in though. They give it back to Wentz. Wentz is your franchise. I mean, I understood at the time. I mean, they spent a draft. Pick you know, on maybe it, I, at the, I wasn't this. Way, I didn't feel this way at the time. Maybe it was just you know a hot. You know, some people players get hot. So Wentz, Wentz comes back in, but then for him to come back in after Wentz got hurt and do this again, and if he gets to the Super Bowl again, he didn't even have to win it. But if he gets there, how in the world are you going to ditch him? Because Which, he's mean, already a legend. He gave Philadelphia their first Super Bowl ever. They're probably going to erect a statue for him. I would. And so people get caught up in... Well, they have to be super talented. They have to, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, nobody throws the ball like Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's just, nobody has the Patrick arm, arm talent. Nobody has the arm talent. Nobody has the size. Nobody has the athleticism. Throw that horse crap out the window. If, my, if this guy wins, then he wins. I don't care if he's the ugliest looking dude in the world. I don't care if his passes look like ducks. But if they're if it's moving and they're winning, then I do not care. Go with who wins. And Bowles seems to have this effect on Philly. And it just they just win. I mean, I can't come up with another. I mean, that that sounds redundant me saying that over and over again. But it's they just win. Ten and one in two seasons as a starter. I, that's just my opinion. Um, I, I understand it's hard to go away from Carson Wentz because he was your franchise guy. That's what you drafted him for. Now maybe but it's time to trade trade him and maybe get some draft picks. Some, you know, and I, I understand this being scared because you know what if you trade him and then Foles decides he wants to leave too. Well, no more. Well, you know what if what if I'm wrong? You know what if what if in a whole season Foles doesn't have that magic for a whole season? But I just I don't think I'm wrong. When I'm watching them, I don't. I mean, I know I don't think I'm wrong often, but I I really don't think I'm wrong here. But that's just my opinion, you know. And you know, continuing on with that, and I if, think hold on well, the re- the rest of this playoff season determines what Foles should do. If he ends up coming short against the Saints, he's probably going to need to try and jump ship and go somewhere while. He's going to be a hot commodity this I mean, year. Any, he will there be, are so he many be the team, hottest free agent. Oh, yeah. There's so many teams starving for a quarterback. He's going to be a hot commodity. I, mean, I just think Philly needs to jump on it. Yeah. I mean, you've got Jacksonville and the Giants right now that are going to be needing quarterbacks. Bortles, he, he worked last year, but this year it did not work well for them. I mean, they ended up not even making the playoffs. Giants, Eli's on his way out. He's not what he used to be. They're going to need to find a replacement. And this year – there's only one great quarterback in the draft, and I mean, even he, even he's still questionable. He only started one year in college. He has all the measurables, though. He has I mean, the arm strength. He is. He is. He has the height. He is the athletically inclined quarterback that you want. But can he do it next year in in the NFL? I have no. If he if Foles goes to free agency, he's going to get picked up and get good money. No doubt in my mind. Because I mean, if he, re- it, I'm just if, if I'm if Philadelphia, he re-signs, I think their contract said they pay him like twenty million, but he still has the option to decline that. But he'll have to pay two million. If but if I they mean, want him two, as a starter, he's staying in Philly. He's not going to leave. 
He spent most of his career there. He, I, I watching him play. It seems like he enjoys being there. But he's just got to be the starter. It can't be me coming off the bench. I got to yeah. be. But anyway, I'm. You know, we're running low on time. You know, I obviously feel very strongly about this. But going on to the NFL divisional game this week, Kansas City, Indianapolis. We're just going to run through these real quick because you know we're running low on time. But Kansas City, Indianapolis, Saturday afternoon. Kansas City favor, favored minus five and a half. I've got the Chiefs to cover and win. Yeah, I've easier. got them. Probably, I think I've got them by ten. The Colts. I mean, the Colts look impressive. Especially Andrew last Luck's week. been playing won some of his best football. Eleven of the last twelve games, or what it is. So they're on an incredibly hot streak. But all but, hot streaks come to an end. Yeah, I just the Chiefs aren't as good as they look midseason, especially since they lost Kareem Hunt, but they're still the Chiefs. And I just I find it hard to believe the Colts are gonna pull this one now, off. Now the Colts do have good offense. They have a great but offensive line. The and Chiefs have a better offense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Chiefs. Uh game later that night, Los Angeles Rams at Dallas. Los Angeles is minus seven. This one, I've got Dallas outright. Really? I, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm, I, I've got them in a close battle to the end. I, I, I like I, Dallas in this match. I'm not picking Dallas. I'm picking Dallas to cover. I'm not picking Dallas to win outright. But I would not be surprised to see it. Los Angeles is not playing. Ever since they beat the Chiefs in that big game, they have not been playing the same. Because I mean, Dallas, now, they've uh, got they've got. Granted, some of it is Gurley has not been 100. percent So I don't know if he'll be 100 percent Saturday night. But uh. I don't like the Cowboys because I don't like Jerry Jones. I think I like him. He's but, one of my uh, favorite owners. But I would not be surprised to see Dallas pull this off. But the biggest thing I think the biggest uh, swing—I don't know what it's the biggest game I think where it could go either way is New England and the Los Angeles Chargers. I do not like the Chargers. I do not like Phillip Rivers Caleb, as a quarterback. I Caleb, think he's, Caleb's going to get mad at me. Well, I've got the Chargers outright. That's fine. I mean, the New England Patriots obviously haven't been playing so far like the New England Patriots usually play, and they're and they're minus four I mean, I think point Tom favorites Brady in this. Had, what eleven interceptions this year? Eleven uh, or fourteen? Not, I mean, the most since two thousand thirteen. Yeah, the biggest thing I think is the five losses. I mean, they're all and they were all to non playoff teams. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing to me. So and they, you know they're they're not they're with, with Josh Gordon leaving they're without that deep threat. Gronk doesn't look himself. The defense is still good but not what it used to be. Brady's getting older. But it all comes down to me. First of all, they're in Foxborough. You don't you don't walk into Foxborough and win a playoff game very easily. It don't happen often. It hasn't happened since 2012. That was the last time it happened. Especially, and especially considering the Chargers from LA. So Rivers is you you know Rivers does not play well in cold cold weather playoff games. It's one in four. If if it's freezing or below freezing, so he's not very good in in the cold. But it also, I mean, this is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. This is the playoffs. I I, I like Philip Rivers I, and Melvin Gordon. If Melvin Gordon's healthy, if, I think I think it's going to be a good game, and I think the Chargers the, win. The Chargers have a great chance in this, but I just don't see it happening because what was the spread on this one? Minus four. Minus four. Philip Rivers is. And I, I I really hope my cousin listens to this because he's a huge Chargers fan and a huge Phillip Rivers fan. And I think Phillip Rivers, is a, he's a local guy. He's from around here. Yep. And I think he's a great guy. I just don't like him as a player. Phillip Rivers is a huge choke artist. He chokes in big games. He chokes in playoff games. And I've seen nothing to change my mind that it won't happen this time. Or it won't happen. Maybe, maybe they get by New England, but I don't see them getting to the Super I mean, Bowl. 
This is this is the season that defines yeah, Philip Rivers. If it does, if, if, he, it, if he doesn't get the Super Bowl in this season, it's you know he's just going to be. He's still going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Great, but who will be known as a Hall of Fame quarterback that but, did not play in the playoffs well? Dan Marino. I mean, I mean, he. This is this is his season that he needs to define himself. Going and then the last game, that's the best game of the weekend. New Orleans hosting the Surgeon Eagles. Now New Orleans is. Eight point favorites in this game, but Brantley has said that New Orleans would win by fourteen. I've corrected that earlier oh, really? today. I have it oh, written really? down right here. Oh. Philly covers, New Orleans wins. Really? So you're saying I wanted So you're saying that Nola to win New Orleans, because I wanted Philly to lose last week. So you're saying New Orleans will not win by not even eight points. You said fourteen originally, but they yeah. won't even win by eight points. Yeah. Okay. I've I've got it going down to the wire. Interesting. It's going to be a good game, but I don't think I think Nick Foles does everything he can to win, but Nola's offense is just too much for the Eagles' defense. Interesting, interesting, interesting turn of events here. I one hundred percent agree with you because as much as I like Nick Foles and as much as I like the way the Eagles are playing, you don't walk into the Superdome and win very often, especially against Drew Brees. And we're talking about Drew Brees. We're talking about playoffs. We're talking about prime time, and we're talking about in the Superdome. You just—I mean, it's it's like Foxborough. You just don't walk in there and win very often. That it's place gonna is going to be place. rocking. I think the Eagles are going to play their hearts out, and they're going to give them one heck of a game. This and I, I and I will not be upset if they win. Oh. I, I like both these teams. I, I this is win win is win win for me. I'm fine with either one of these teams winning. But wish, I just wish don't. They could have played different opponents, right? I now. just don't see. Eagles do it, but if they do, and if you're right, the Cowboys upset the Rams. Can you imagine Philadelphia and Dallas in the NFC Championship in Jerry World? Uh, that that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see if I want to see. I either want to see Philadelphia and Dallas play, or I want to see New Orleans and Los Angeles play. That's the two I want to see. So basically, if Dallas wins, I want Philadelphia to win, and if LA wins, I want New Orleans to win. Because that that's the two. My, but you know that's. Not to hear if, if LA plays like they did earlier in the season, I don't mind them beating Dallas. I'm fine with either long. of these teams. I mean, but if LA has just a fluke game and then goes back to kind of playing kind of mediocre like they did the later half of the season, I'm going to be disappointed. Really, absolutely. The only team but, I don't want to see win this weekend is the Chargers. <laughs> and just, that's like literally the only team I want to see win this week. I, just, I can't stand the Chargers. But moving on from taking a break from sports, sports, we're actually gonna we decided you know Dakota never gets to talk, <laughs> but uh, oh he also didn't have a microphone. I guess that's part really why. <laughs> but so I guess you won't be able to talk about this topic. I'll talk about it. Well, <laughs> well darn, you know that just. But we're gonna move. We just had another year in it's 2019. But in 2018, I saw this thing. That's why we're doing this. I thought this the other day. They were like, what were your top five movies that you saw the other day? Or the other day. Throughout 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I saw. After I seen this. Well, I did watch one of the two of these the other day. Well, we watched Bumblebee the other day. I watched one of these this week. Well, not one of these. I watched a 2018 we're, movie earlier this week. <laughs> so I'm going to go through my top five movie, And these are movies that came out in 2018. So it's not movies that I first time watched in 2018. 
but I'm going to run through my top five, and I'm going to tell you why, and then the, the guys are going to tell you why they agree or disagree or what they would put here. So uh, starting at number five, I'm going to go with the movie I actually just saw uh, last weekend, but it still came out in 2018, and that's Bumblebee. It took them 12 years to get a Transformers movie right, but they finally got one right. Like, this is what Transformers should have been from the beginning. Which, you know, and I say that, it might have been hard for them to do it the way they did it at the, in 2007. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, a lot's changed in 11 years. But uh, this Transformers movie was c- by far the best. And I'll agree to that. I'll absolutely agree. I can't comment. I haven't seen it. That's but your I'm, own fault. I'm, I like all the original Transformers movies. I like them, movies, too. So I like them, too. It, it's hard for me to say. I like them, I'm too. Kind of indifferent. Except for last night. Last night was terrible. But uh, the, the most previous one, where they had like dragons and it went oh. back to like ancient oh. times, eh. that that it one, wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. Is, I've seen worse I, movies. I agree. As far as the Transformers movies go, this is hands down one of the best. Yeah, and I I I like the Shia LaBeouf movies, but this is just what it should should have been. These, but I. It wasn't, see, Michael Bay, I mean, first of all, the action, first of all, no, really, first of all, the opening scene where they all look like they used to in the original cartoon, and I could, I could pick, this isn't, this isn't, you see that in the trailer, this isn't, yeah, this isn't spoiler alert, I mean, he's not really, the characters look like they did in the original cartoon, yes, I geeked out the whole time, because I could pick them out, I knew exactly who they were. But uh, and And then the the action, Michael Bay's action. I mean, it's good action, but it was like there was so much going on. You never knew really what was happening. There was so much going on. This time they were there was so much action, but you could tell what was going on. You could tell who was who was who, and you could tell what was going on. And it was just, it was just a more. I don't know. It was. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna get into too much of a, because we're we're running low on time. Number number four, Deadpool two. I mean, if you don't like Deadpool, you're weird. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool might be the greatest casting ever. The only reason I could see anyone not liking Deadpool is if they just do not like cursing him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's because I, I mean, mean it, it's 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 got some yeah, it's blood a little, and guts. It's, it, it's a little it is out not there. your children's superhero movie. Yeah, but it's but it's it's but it it's is so funny. It's got so much great comedy, so much like great action. I mean. It, I think this one might have been better than the first one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then no, number three, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I'm having to go through this fast. We're running low on time. But number three, and I did this objectively. I tried to look at them as the objectively, and not because if 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 this was my personal list, this one movie would be at number one. Like, but I, I tried to do this objectively, so I put this movie at number three. It was Creed two. Every, wow. You guys know how I feel about the Rocky franchise and therefore the Creed franchise. I think those are my Rocky Four is my favorite movie yeah. all time. And I but I, in Creed Two, which is kind of a sequel to Rocky Four. Can I have a three way tie for top for the top movie of the year for me? No, because like my no. top three are no. That's just that's right cheating. there. No, that's cheating. You have to you have to pick them out. I did. You have to do it too. But I, yeah, I went with Creed Two. Great movie. If you like sports, I mean, it's a great story. Michael B. Jordan is turning into the rock for me in that what I mean by that. And I've never really had actors that I'll just go watch because they're in a movie. But Michael B. Jordan right now is a great actor. And he's into the top five. Yeah, he's into my top three. He's into my top three. So number two, Avengers Infinity War. Originally had this number one. Great, great, great movie. 
I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers, but to me, what was so great about this movie was they had so many characters, and I was like, how are they going to fit them all and do it well? And just the way that they had them interacting with each other, it was ama- I thought it was really well done. I'm going to keep, keep going. Number well one, written. Number one is Black Panther. I think you did not do that objectively. Yes, I did. Because Black Panther is cinematic perfection. The story... I, I don't know. The, <laughs> I disagree with this one. <laughs> the storyline, the technology in the movie, the action, the characters, Michael B... I mean, my, for Michael B. Jordan as the villain in that film made you actually... He had like he had a legit reason... To be the villain, like you kind of that's that's one of the first. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna actually, but you like sympathize with the villain. Like by the end of the movie, I was sitting there saying heal him because he's my favorite character. Not not, you know, spoiler alert. We're not gonna get into it, but uh, ah, whatever. I don't uh, care. It's been come on. It's been been over a year. If you have not seen this movie, you need you should have already seen it. And, it's and y'all said y'all said y'all disagree, but y'all seem to be pretty pretty up there with me that See, it was a great movie. Oh yeah, that's why I said it was a great movie. It was. I have three in, in the top, top one. It, it was within my top three. It just wasn't number one for me. It is. It's cinematic perfection. I think. Yeah. And, and, and I think is like you went going back to the Infinity War. What would be your, What would be your one? Infinity War. And no, Infinity War was great, but I think, and I had Infinity War at number one originally when I first did it, but I, I think we get caught up into it because all of the characters are coming together for this massive movie, the biggest crossover ever, and I get that, but like when you really, and Infinity War was great. Can it really be number one if we didn't even see the Hulk, but for five minutes? Yes, it can. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it the characters were great. They interacted with each other. It was the great. The story was great. Thanos is a great villain. I'm really excited to see Endgame. I'm really excited to see this come full circle. Great movie. But Black Panther was just, and I know it, I know Black Panther was in Infinity War, and I know all the other great characters were too. But I mean, Black Panther, the story behind it, and just you know, it was it was something in a superhero movie that I had never seen before. I thought it was groundbreaking. You you've you've made Black Panther number one. I'm going to have to switch Infinity War and Creed 2, though. I'm pretty persuasive. Creed 2 was probably one of my favorite movies. It was my favorite, too. So I'm listing it as number two. But, I mean, and if it was, if we were going by my personal favorites, it would be number one. Well, you know, no, okay, number two. But uh-uh. Black Panther was just that good. Okay. It would be number, you know, the both Michael B. Jordan movies would be up there, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, Infinity War was a great movie. I'm not saying it wasn't. It, it, it would probably be number two, my favorite Marvel movies, with Black Panther being number one. <laughs> I think you're just being partial to this movie. It's just, I don't know, just the way that. But I didn't. I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't go into Black Panther thinking this is going to be a great movie. I went in there not knowing what to expect because I, mean, I had. You this know, was almost like a establishment film yeah, where the because, the character gets started out. Yeah, because and it turned in. To one of the best films ever. I mean, we know Captain America. We know Iron Man. We know the whole... Everybody knows those. Nobody really knew about Black Panther. And I didn't really know what to expect either. We saw him in Civil War. Captain America Civil War. But I, I thought that was a good introduction to him. But it wasn't, you know, just the character and the tech... The, the technology was what was cool. The technology that they had. It was it was different, you know. And the, and the, the characters were all great. I mean, there wasn't a character in that movie I didn't like. Even the bad guys were even the bad guys were uh, um, relatable. Yeah, not not really relatable. Um, I can't oh, yeah. played the part well. Entertaining, yeah. You know, you know, and I just there's not many movies I I can think of that are, I like that. 
and I love superhero movies. I've seen just about every, well, at least Marvel. I don't, I haven't watched all the DC superhero movies because I don't like DC. So, speaking of rankings, okay, I'm sorry. What are your 2019 predictions? Oh, we. I'm sorry. I guess we did talk. So we're going straight to football. Well, I'm so. Uh, hold on, hold on, Dakota. Dakota. Yes. Go through your top five. Oh. No, my top. Okay. I thought he. Okay. Go. I put Bumblebee at number five. Okay. I know this is the movie that neither one of y'all have seen, but personally, I thought it was just a really great movie. The way it worked everything together. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Gotcha. I uh, wanted to watch it. I haven't. Gotten yeah, to I, I want to watch it too. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Uh, Black Panther is number three. I'm going to throw in a different one. I've got one at number five because I haven't seen Bumblebee. It's uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's on Netflix. It's Western. What the heck is that? It, it's good. I liked it. You may not like it. I liked it. I've literally never heard of it. it it's a Netflix original. You, Dakota, are lucky that we're so running so low on time because you put Black Panther at three, and that was sort of serious right. argument, but we're running low on time. <laughs> so, Bradley wants to know my 2019 college way football. Way too early Way too early college football playoff predictions. We don't even know who's okay. recruiting who. All right. Here's one you can pencil in. Clemson. <laughs> Amen. Hey, number one next year. Trevor. Alabama fan here. Clemson will be number one. All right. I've also got Alabama. And I think I think the time is coming to an end where they might miss the playoff. It may be next year. I don't know, but I think there's so many unknowns in the SEC right now. I think they could. They got a road trip to Auburn. They got a road trip to A and M. You know, those are and those are some up and coming teams. Still Florida, got LSU. Florida. As usual. I had Georgia originally, but all those departures they had just you know I, I put them out quickly. But so I have Alabama in there right now because that's just the easiest. You know, the cho- I mean, they're the known. We know Alabama. We know what they will be. I don't know what the rest I mean, of these they're teams returning, will be. They're returning basically their whole offense. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, so they're the known, and that's what it is. This is the known. I'm going with the known. So I don't know. The rest of the SEC is a little bit unknown. So I'm going to go with Alabama here. Third, I'm going Ohio State. Urban Meyer's leaving. I don't think they'll be that big of a drop off. But I mostly go in this because of their schedule. Their schedule is easy. Now, granted. They always their schedule is always easy, but they always have a slip up in some game like Purdue that they shouldn't lose to. But I'm going to go with Ohio State anyways. And my fourth team it kills me to do this, but I'm going to go with Texas, Oklahoma. That is unless Kyler Murray comes back. Now, as of this time, there has been some rumblings that he might. And as of this time of recording this, he has not said. I don't know. I think it would be shocking if he did. I could. I wouldn't be surprised if he does come back. He will be in everybody's top. Yeah, that yeah, will be yeah, everyone's for top sure. Four, but. Assuming he doesn't come back, I'm going to go with Texas because Oklahoma is losing four of their five offensive linemen. Marquise they're, Brown. They're losing Marquise Brown, and they're losing, um, you know, they're losing Colin Murray, of course. So I think they'll still be good next year. I'm actually going to go reverse of what happened this year. I think they beat Texas in the first meeting and then lose in the Big 12 championship. Lincoln Riley in, a, in two years is going to have this Oklahoma team. With the, all, the, all the offensive weapons they have coming in this year, they're going to be really good. This year they'll be good. Not good enough to get the playoff because Texas is going to be really good with all the players they have coming back. So that's my four. Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas. All right. So I've already said Clemson. They're going to be number one. I've got – I don't like this look you have in your face. He's probably going to give me some weird look for saying this. All right. I've got Alabama number two. Okay. If you say LSU, I'm going to kick you. I've got Texas A&M number three. I see Alabama beating them in the regular season, and Texas A&M will have tough enough games to prove that they still deserve to be in there, and I think they will be in there. No. 
If so. no, no, if if they beat if they beat Alabama in the regular season, no, Alabama beat. No, no, no. Texas what I'm saying is, if they beat Alabama in the regular season and got to the SEC championship, I could see them putting both of them in because Alabama. But if Alabama beats them, that means A and M's not getting to the SEC championship game because they can't both go. So that's the, the Alabama A and M's not going to get what Alabama get. Alabama's Alabama. Yeah, A and M's not going to get that. No, that's not happening. Texas A and M. Who do they play this year? They play, so you say they're going to beat Clemson too? Yes. They're going to beat Clemson. They're going to beat Clemson. At Clemson. Yep. At Clemson. I, but they're I, not going to beat Alabama at home. I said it. It's done. And We're going to table Texas. this argument. For and Texas. So he's got Clemson, Alabama, Texas A&M, and Texas. And because I'm running really late, you don't, you don't get to see me go off on him. <laughs> We're going to save that for the next podcast. We'll, we'll we, probably uh, start it out with that. Yeah. Since not yeah, much is going yeah, on except Yeah, basketball. we will. Well, yeah, yeah, we will. So, <laughs> so to be continued. Yeah, I hope He's you enjoyed a, this show. He has a whole week to prepare for this argument against me. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Our next weeks. show won't come out until we're gonna do, start doing every other week after this one. But uh, just pray that uh, I still have my partner in this podcast when we start this uh, next 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 show because we might not. <laughs> Just a disclaimer, um, all things said here are our own opinions. Yes. But, yeah, we need to wrap up. Man, can you play college football is over? I'm sad at how it ended. Um, yeah, I'm just sad. It's, it didn't hit me yesterday until yesterday, really, like mid-afternoon that it was over. Uh, I made a big mistake. I was I was complaining about it being over. You know, and I and I have some, you know, college basketball gets me through it. You know, NBA sort of gets me through it. NFL, but I was, I, I told, I was like, summertime's really when I get depressed. I told that to Callie, and she was like, well, you get to spend more time with me in the summertime. Is that depressing? <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out well His for me. His words, not mine. That didn't work out well for me. But uh, I'm really sad that it's over. Like, there's just nothing like college football. There really is. I saw an argument on Twitter the other day. It was like, it was like a big hits video or whatever. And people were like, I don't understand why they buy Americans enjoy this so much. And I'm like, how dare they? How, how dare you? Like, this is the best sport ever. But we all are sad that it's not yep. But, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Pray that Brantley's still alive the next time we do a show when he makes. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm so used to him making. Peace out. Opinions like that. Yeah, you know. Y'all have fun. Be safe. See you in two weeks. Exactly. There's anyway. no place and no moment in history. Where I could stand and say, I wish that you could begin here.